listening to For the Love of God Pod. For the Love of God Welcome to For the Love of God Podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. For the love of God! Fellas! What's up? What's up? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Can you believe it's 2022 already? It's insane how time is going You know, sadly, so fast. we're four days into it already. I did see that. Uh... Yeah, we are. <laughs> now, uh, maybe, you know, it's not that way for all of you guys, but when we're recording this, it was four days into it. Let's put it that way. I've told oh, that's true. Well, tomorrow it'll be five days. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it very interesting. I saw a meme that said that this year is 2022, which could be either 2022 right. or two zero two zero t-o-o right like 2020 also <laughs> so i'm really hoping it's not in that vein all right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us back here at for the love of god podcast this is jason i'm here with nathan and rick and uh happy new year to you uh hope everybody had a safe holiday and a good christmas and i'm kind of curious what they thought about the whole santa claus episode <laughs> <laughs> And how many Santa Clauses did you throw in the trash? We threw one Santa Claus in the trash yesterday. Really? Yeah. We didn't have any Santa Clauses, so I didn't have any throwaway. I'm sorry. Yeah, the wife had one she's had for many, many years. And uh, she says, you know what? It's time. It's gone. You know, if you remember, I mentioned a snowman that I was even questionable. Yeah, right. She tried to throw that away. And I said, you know, a snowman really hasn't got anything to do with anything. It's just right. winter. You can keep your snowman. She goes, are you sure? <laughs> so she was on board with it. Right on. Right on. Um, I don't have too many. I, I've got one Santa Claus kneeling down over the manger and praying uh, in front of a baby Jesus, which I'm okay with that one. That's it. Interesting, different. <laughs> that reminds Santa Claus is praying to baby yeah, Jesus, kneeling down, pray and praying next to the. That's manger. okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. Saint Nick, the man, would definitely be doing that. I'm. I'm still looking for my ornament of, of Saint Nick punching Arian. So <laughs> I'm you not know. sure you're gonna find it. I, that's. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I was just thinking yesterday. I was. We were talking about it right mm-hmm. at the house, and um, we were talking about you know Santa mixed up is Satan, and you got Satan's claws instead of Santa Claus. Oh my goodness. And then I came up with this thought, um, uh, old Saint Nick, right? Satanic. Oh, <laughs> he puts way too much thought into this. It didn't, wasn't that hard. It just kind of popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, I'm interested to see how many people right now are, you know, really trying to work off all those uh, calories from those big meals. Right. In fact, I can't get my basement done quick enough. I got a treadmill for uh, Christmas and I, it's not set up in the basement yet and I'm still working and I can't get it done fast enough. I'm like, I'm start. <laughs> I got to get rid of these extra pounds. <laughs> I'm operating off the idea that any food that's eaten on Jesus's birthday, the, those calories don't count. So well, well, they might not count, but they're going to add. <laughs> I didn't eat. I really didn't eat anything extra um, than no? I normally do. No. See, I did. I did. We made duck. I, I always overindulge in duck. Now, actually, from our, our perspective, I spent most of the holiday in isolation because I was ill. So I didn't really get to go out and have a, any kind of a major meal or anything like that. We we kind of had a celebration of coming out of quarantine um, right before New Year's, but that was mm. about it. 
I did partake of some carbohydrates in the form of Olive Garden. That's for me. <laughs> on New Year's Eve. That's the that's the worst carbohydrates you can get. But it was amazing. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, what was I going to say? You were going to oh, say that. I was going to say uh, today's topic. Okay. Kind of interesting. We have a topic today. We do. Uh, cool. Today's topic is. Um, mm. He forgot. Must we'll get you. We'll get you. That'd be important. I have to look at the text. <laughs> Our topic is he'll get you something. <laughs> uh, topic today is the Antichrist. Is he here? Um, and are we in the tribulation? Mm. Very possible. Uh, according to Revelation, I mean, if you're looking at the white horse being the Antichrist and if he's present, which a, a rabbi in Israel says he's been having conversations with the Messiah for two years. And based off a video clip from Prince Charles that we will play later in the episode, I mean, it's got my hair standing up a little bit. Um, that was a little eerie. And yeah, it is eerie. It's a little eerie. Uh, inflation and famine and stuff going on with everything. There's the black horse. I mean, uh, if Iran gets this nuclear weapons deal rolling, which it looks like they probably will, that could very well be a red horse in our sights very soon. So who knows? But we'll talk about that later. Right now, it's time for News with Nate. I'm not sure. Now I'm a little worried that my news isn't living <laughs> up to the standard of the of the news music. I was, I was hearing a little like just a real faint voice in the back going news at the end. <laughs> <laughs> news. Uh, maybe we can work on that. <laughs> I'm sure he's recording your voice for that very purpose <laughs> yeah, right now. Probably. And done. <laughs> <laughs> So this week's news is actually kind of interesting because um, from la- from ni- from 2019 to 2020, the population growth in America was under one million people. Now that might not sound crazy or, or even all that impressive, but the reality is this is the first time that's happened since 1937, and our population growth has fallen to a new low in terms of percentages since the beginning of our country. It's never been this low. Wow. So give you an idea. So according to the, the article I'm looking at here, it says U.S. population growth dipped to its lowest rate since the founding of the nation during the first year of the pandemic. So new figures released Tuesday showed that the United States grew by only 0.1% from July of 2020 to July of 2021. So I have my years off there. The Census Bureau said the population grew by just 392,665 people over that 12-month span. And I got to tell you, being locked up for as long as we were, I would have I would have expected a little bit of a baby boom, you know, because yeah, yeah, I was thinking to that do, too. Right? I was thinking that too. I was actually going to say that, but then I thought... There has been a lot of separation as well. Yes. People getting angry with each other, families it's separating true. because of one side and another. It's hard to, you know, make babies when you're sleeping in the basement and the other sleeping in the bedroom. So that's I, true. I, it's yeah. So um to kind of go along with this topic, there was there there's been some interesting movements within America. Apparently California lost one percent of its population. And uh, even though that the country has grown to three hundred and thirty one point eight million as a as an estimate, one percent of people left California and even more left Illinois and New York. So those are the three biggest losing states with Texas, Arizona and Montana. We're able to see some gains. 
you know, see, I feel like anything I say can and will be used against me. <laughs> but those are three places I may move from if I live there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Right on. When it comes to when it comes to things like this, you, you're going to attract people the more freedom and, and the more the more opportunity there is. And it's we could get real political on it, but we won't. We'll right. just let it That's say that, that <laughs> co- nature has consequences. You know, actions have consequences. But Indeed. I will also add this, that one of the, uh, when asked what caused the dip, I, I kind of had to laugh because they, they said something about COVID-19 deaths, reduced immigration, and delayed pregnancies led to small growth figures. S- delayed pregnancies. That, that's another way of saying abortion and the fact uh, the quality of men and the quality of ladies these days leaves a lot to be desired for the opposite sex. So I'll, I'll just throw that out there. Delayed well, pregnancies. not to be grim. But there was a lot of miscarriages due to the COVID vaccine. Ah, that could play a role. I don't know. Mm. But that's the news. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, You know, uh, that was... Great story. (laughs) Compelling and rich. Compelling and rich. Just, uh, you know, I just want to add one thing to the news. Basically, it it, it is dark outside and I don't like it. Uh, Is that that news? Uh, that is the days are shorter. See, we're not. No, it's because we're not in our normal studio today. We're actually in the backup bat cave and it, it actually has access to the front <laughs> and we're, we're recording this at night, obviously. And, uh, yeah, so fluorescent lights just aren't good. I almost like this space better. Do you? I, I kind of agree. Cause it, it, it creates a different dynamic the way we're sitting right now. Yeah. And, uh, if you really are upset by that. Just sit where I'm sitting because my back's to the window right now, so I can't tell it's dark outside. See, I got, I, I see the whole dark thing, and then these nasty fluorescent lights. You know what I do know? I just want th- this is really the news. This is I, I said all that to say this in heaven. I can tell you one thing about heaven that I'm almost 100% sure of. Can't back it up biblically, but I'm almost for sure of. There aren't going to be any fluorescent lights in heaven. Can't be. Because no. there wouldn't be heaven. <laughs> there won't be any lights. <laughs> Just the light of the Lord. <laughs> That's right. The, I can tell you what I would imagine bodies. hell would be like. I think it'd be like going to the BMV when nothing on the TVs except for commercials. That would be my idea of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot and there are fluorescent lights. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, you know what that means what does it mean jason it's game time dun 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 okay time of the wheel of games the spin yes i got the spinner back you know that makes life just much richer, yeah. fuller. Probably less funny, though. The ridiculous sound effects for the spinners might have caught people's funny about a little bit. <laughs> Multiple choice. Multiple choice. Let's see. Nathan and I went last time, so it's you guys. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. I guess Rick will go first. Uh, how many troops were in the largest army ever assembled in the Bible? Oh, my goodness. I have no clue, so this will be multiple guess. And this is the possibilities are I was just looking at the possibilities and it made me kind of wonder uh, 144,000, 
And there's one in one, it says, uh, it, there's an extra thing in there. So what is it? What did you say again? The heart, uh, heart, you said soul. And with all your blank mind, strength, mind. wealth, faith, mind, mind. Correct. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. I, no, think I think strength is in is is in the other yeah is in the other interpretation of, that, of it. There's yeah. an extra yeah yeah. So that's was in what Luke or something yeah yeah yeah. All right, Nathan. That one is tricky. When Joseph, Mary, and Jesus returned from Egypt, in which town did they live? When Joseph and Mary and Jesus and Jesus returned from Egypt, they went to Nazareth. Correct. After Harold died, they returned from Egypt and went to the district of Galilee to live in Nazareth. Harold was their manservant, right? Yeah. So it's um, <laughs> started with you. <laughs> it's three, three. This is your last question. Okay. It started with him, actually. He got the first one wrong. And then he has one more. Oh, this is your fourth question. No, this is your last question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you get your last question. Right. So I was right. Okay. (laughs) On which mountain group did Noah's Ark come to a rest? Pisgah, Abiram, Moab, or Ararat? See, that's where they found it. So I don't remember if that's even mentioned or, but I'm going to say Ararat because that's what I would have answered if you would have not read those. Correct. The ark came the rest on the mountains of Ararat, Genesis 8, 4. Why did he sing that? I have no idea. I have no idea, but it was very <laughs> melodic. It was melodic. Well um, <laughs> four, three. Yeah, I got a chance You have a chance to tie it up. Samson was so strong, he once tore a blank with his bare hands. A tree, a bull, a goat, a lion. A lion. A lion. Correct. When the young lion roared against Samson, he tore the beast with his bare hands. Just read that yesterday morning. Samson's actually got some pretty cool stories, like where he picks up the jawbone and kills a thousand men. Read that yesterday morning. Holy cow. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's dope. Anyway, tiebreaker time. We can't have ties, obviously. Apparently. Oh, there we go. First one to answer. Oh, well. Oh, okay. Who was it that used an ingenious plan involving 300 foxes to burn down the green fields of the enemy? It was Samson. Correct. Samson went and caught 300 foxes and used torches. I just read it yesterday. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. And the moral of the story is it pays to be in the word. That's true. Think it's too white and nerdy. Think it's too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? I will add, Aaron and I are currently in the book of Numbers, which is why I was able to say we Numbers is an entire book of the Bible. Uh, let me tell you, that is some, that's some difficult reading. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah, yeah, I agree. But there's there's certainly value. It's nothing that I'm going to probably memorize, but it, it, there is value. And I will just say that as I, the reason why that stood out is because the whole time I'm listening to that story for the, you know, several time, and I was actually listening, actually, I was in the car listening to uh, you version, uh, you, um, yeah, you version of the Bible and the guy's reading it and I'm, I pause it and I'm thinking, how do you collect all those foxes and then tie their tails together? <laughs> that must've been, he must've had help. Obviously he didn't do it himself. <laughs> he must've had others. That too. would take a little while too. That'd take a minute. Yeah. But then they're just going to go nuts when you tail, tie their tails together yeah, yeah. They're, and they're going to go nuts and they're just going to go everywhere and it's going to be a mess yeah oh yeah very interesting he was a he was a crazy guy um I'm not, i had a story about tying tails together but i'm not going to tell it <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, jason's contribution for the evening but um telling that story yeah makes me the guy had told me about that in in, in grade school i always wondered about him 
Um, I kept looking for him on the serial killer list. <laughs> I see. Anywho. Moving right along. I folks. Did, I did talk to a mortician one time. Uh, he told me that he was really into zombie movies, so he ties the shoelaces of all the deceased together just in case. I just thought you'd find just that interesting. In case. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, but you know, even biblically, we know that when Jesus was uh, crucified, <laughs> resurrected, people came up from the dead. So it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It will happen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> First, the dead will rise. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, um, I don't know if they're going to wander around going. Rrr. No, they'll, they'll, they'll suit up. Yeah, I think they'll it's going to be up. pretty instantaneous. Pretty instant. Uh, before we get on to the topic. I have an announcement to make. Uh, Rick and I, Pastor Rick and I, are starting another podcast. It's no way. Called, yeah. It's called Heaven or Hell. It's a Christian album review show. Uh, we review Christian albums, and it is a Spotify exclusive. Um, and I am going to play you the trailer for that episode, that new podcast. Welcome to Heaven or Hell Christian Album Review. This is how it works. We choose a Christian album each week to review. From all subgenres. Right. Then we choose five songs. Track one. Because it needs to be great. You know, to pull you in. Hook ya. Right. Then the last track. Because it should close nicely. Keeping you wanting more. And three randomly picked tracks. In between. Yes. Because for a solid album, any song should be able to hold it together. We rate each song in three categories. Musicality, one through five. Lyrics, one through five. And theology. Which is scored either zero, meaning meaning it's false and could do harm. Or five. Meaning it points you to God and can be backed up by the Bible. Wait, what if there isn't technically a theological direction? You mean it's kind of in the middle? Yeah. Then it's a three. Right in the middle. Then we take each song score and run it through the automated final score generator. You mean your laptop. Or that. And get a final score for the album. If it scores a three or higher, the album goes to heaven. Ah, salvation. But a score less than three? It gets sent to hell. Ooh, damnation. Right. I hope they all go to heaven. Don't we all? Let's do this. Sending albums to heaven or hell is strictly comedic-based, as only God Almighty has the power to determine salvation. No record was harmed during the recording of this podcast. Listener discretion advised. And, and there really, you have it. Really good to know that no albums have been abused or mistreated or <laughs> physically sent to hell. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And I, I think that's our first official commercial, isn't it? That's wow. First official commercial. Yeah. yeah. Moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on up. Yes. And soon we'll have another commercial for a... Uh, an artist, a local artist. Anyway. Um, nice. Yes. So let's get into it. Uh, is the Antichrist here? And are we in the tribulation? Is so the, when you say here, like, do you mean in the building with us? No, in, uh, on earth. Well, we know he's the on. The hair stood up on my neck there. Uh, let's not do that. Um, now, here's the thing. We all know that from our experience, from reading the Bible and seeing what we have been seeing with many things, um, prophecy being fulfilled faster than you can keep up with, um, the the soon building of the new temple, um, the weather, uh, the tornadoes, the volcanoes, the earthquakes, the the love of many growing cold, um, the uprising of a one world government, one world currency, 
one world religion is being talked about. Um, all of these things and, and pastors are losing their minds because of all these things are happening. Um, you know, people have talked about this type of thing for many, many, many years. Um, Pastor Rick, are you losing your mind? I, I was just thinking about that. I, I don't think so. I mean, not so far. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, their music, they're losing their mind with excitement because if you're a Christ follower, there's nothing more excited than the soon return of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Oh, True. well, with, and I'm going to say also a little bit of, uh, oh, crud, we don't have much time to get this stuff done. Absolutely. There's a little of that too. Absolutely. Um, so, um, <coughs> excuse me. So with that being, I mean, I mean, before we get into, let's talk about this real quick. Um, they're going to be building the temple soon. And in order for them to sacrifice animals again, they have to have a ceremony. And in order to have this ceremony, which the land for the ceremony has already been purchased, um, they ha- need a red heifer. Now, Israel has been trying to breed a red heifer for many, many, many years and haven't even accomplished one I thought I read prospect. something about a red heifer for being born. There has Texas and Israel has been communicating mm-hmm. and according to a rabbi that it is absolutely legal and fine to get a cow or a, a heifer, a cow um, outside of Israel so they can get it from anywhere. So Texas, a farmer in Texas has 21 red heifers, certified red heifers. They have to be two years and one month old before they can be used for the ceremony. Um, you know a lot about these Heifers. <laughs> it's the only heifers I know anything about. <laughs> wait till you hear. Wait till you hear what he knows about pigs. Blow your mind. Um, now, in order for them to be able to be used, they have to have zero blemishes. Um, their hair has to be red. It ha- cannot have one white hair or one black hair whatsoever. Not one single hair on its body. And they they get each one of them get um, examined thoroughly. It takes like eight hours to examine one cow and. Um, Right now, like I said, t- Texas has 21 certified red heifers as of now. They still have to get to two years and one month and, and continue because they can grow that white hair or black hair or get a blemish. Yeah, I was going to say, how old are these? They're red- a couple months old now. Okay. Okay. Now, having said that, we're less than two years away from them being of age. Okay. Now, uh, the tribulation, basically, the beginning of it is is the four horsemen, the, the seven seals. Uh, it's it's the signing of the peace treaty. No, I'm talking about in the in the Bible when he opens the first seal. Okay, that's the white horse. All right, so which that's, is the that's, Antichrist. That's Revelation. Right. right. Now, we don't know, the Antichrist won't really be revealed until the halfway point of the the tribulation is when he takes seat in the temple. Well, that's when he's going to break faith. Um, It's my understanding that the tribulation uh, or the time of Jacob's trouble begins specifically with the signing of the peace treaty. And the signing of the peace treaty is when Israel is allowed to um, begin their worships again, um, reinstate the worship in the temple. Correct. So once that occurs, they've got a three year, three and a half year period of peace, which is going to be broken at the halfway point when the abomination of desecration. Bingo. Um, now, broke my trot. I thought that's okay. Um, hang on. What was I saying? You started off with a book of Revelation and you were okay. mentioning the... Uh, now, Christ followers, people that follow prophecy and, and know the word... Um, watchers. Watchers. They will know who this man is right away, but the world will not until he takes seat in the temple, calls himself 
the Messiah yeah, calls himself that's God. That's the world will know. And it makes people take the mark of the beast. Now, I want to preface that by saying not every single person who calls themselves a Christian is going to know who this person is. That's very true. You have to, um, you have he's, to, going to be, he's going to be a man of deceit, which the Bible tells us Satan is. Yep. And he will confuse even the elect, if possible. Correct. If possible. If it were possible, even the elect. Um, okay, so Messiah said he's been talking to this man for two years. He's, I mean, a rabbi said he's been talking to a Messiah for two years. Okay, which is thinking right, now, now I'm with you. All okay, right. um, now we have Prince Charles at a speech at COP25. What? This is this is some crazy stuff. Are you about to play some goofy stuff? I'm going to play an interview. This will make your hair stand up. Listen. Of the world are upon you to act with all dispatch and decisively. Because time has quite literally run out. Putting a value on carbon, thus making carbon capture solutions more economical, is therefore absolutely critical. The scale and scope of the threat we face call for a global systems-level solution based on radically transforming our current fossil fuel-based economy to one that is genuinely renewable and sustainable. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector, with trillions at its disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Okay, that's that, that's a hand. That's a that's big, a lot. That's a mouthful right there. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but a few key things that stand out. A few well, key things. Well, first off, you need to understand who this person is. So this right. is Prince Charles. This is the next in line for the throne of England. Right. Okay. The Queen is currently seventy some years old. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't have a whole lot of time left. And then this guy takes control. Um, the role of the Antichrist is this: the world is in utter conflict. Which it is. Um, they these world leaders brought to brought to the forefront of a global warming catastrophe, which I don't see it. Um, well, he is the man of he is a man of deceit. Let's remember that about correct, the Antichrist. Correct. So and so, no one else can even come close to fixing this problem. There's not enough money between all the world leaders across the globe. There's not enough anything in the GDP. The entire industry of of the world but this one person that he says he his 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 his, that was really strange yeah it's like it was out of context has the has the exactly and then he goes on to say that this he will have more finances than any particular government that he commands respect yes it's it's kind of scary it's a it's a a gigantic red flag yeah and And this is certainly a red flag and why don't you play it again uh, for the for the listeners so they can hear Right, uh, the references that, right. that we pointed them out a little bit. Of the world are upon you to act with all dispatch and decisively because time has quite literally run out. Putting so, a value on carbon, thus making change, carbon right? capture solutions more economical, is therefore absolutely critical. The scale and scope of the threat we face call for a global systems-level solution based on radically transforming our current fossil fuel-based economy 
to one that is genuinely renewable and sustainable. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector with trillions at his disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders. It offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Yeah. Crazy. And he even points out it needs to be militaristic and it needs to harness the power of the private markets, which means if you know your Bible, it talks about how in the end times there's going to be a one world system where you will need the mark in order to buy or sell, Mm -hmm. which this... I can't say outright he's talking specifically about this type of a mark, but you would need something like that to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, only it's, yeah. the only way. And and let's let's clarify. This is at the G29. Is that right? The COP25. Yeah. COP25. All right. So this is world leaders he's talking to. Yes. Right. This is not just average Joe. Right. He's not at some press conference yeah. at, at the local coffee shop. He's not even at the, he's not <laughs> even at, the at, at, at wherever the, the queen stays. Right. It's just, he's at an event that he flew to, to have this conversation in front of all these people. And he's leading with all this. It, it, it should it's cause serious. your hair to stand up on the back of your neck. So your original question was, is the antichrist here now? Yes. All right, so it certainly seems so. It, I can't say it. I can't say well I, with validation, but it certainly looks that way. We've we've talked about this a little bit during our Bible study recently, but if you look at the at the Bible, and we one of the main rules of Bible interpretation is that the Bible interprets the Bible. Okay, we were studying in Matthew and twenty four where it talks about the parable of the fig tree. Now, if you do a little bit of Bible study, you'll notice that the the nation of Israel is referred to as a fig tree over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So let me read you this short little blurb from Matthew 24, starting in verse 32. It says, now learn this parable from the fig tree. Now, these are words in red. This is the big man himself. This is Jesus speaking. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. As soon as its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that the summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near at the door. I assure you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Now, the whole next section is nobody knows the the day or the hour. So we're not going to try to put a timeline on any of this. Other than to say that if the fig tree is Israel and the sprouting of the leaves is is the nation of Israel coming back into its own nationhood, which the Bible predicts and did occur back in 1948, then it seems to suggest that the generation that sees that happen will not pass away until these things take place. If you use the Bible to interpret the Bible, a generation is roughly 74, 74 years. I thought it was 80 years. I could be wrong. But um, you do the math, 1948 plus, you know, we're certainly in the question mark area if that's the proper interpretation. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the interpretation that I've heard from many people and it makes complete sense. Um, not to mention everything we're seeing. Um, it does seem to be a lining up and things do seem to be falling into place. Yeah. Now, just to play the devil's advocate and just, I think, to, to give a little bit of... Um, 
I don't know, just to make sure that we're not misleading anybody. You know, we have to be, we have to be aware of the fact that, you know, we, I was just reading today in Hebrews where they're saying in these last days, you know, the, the people that were, you know, living in the time slightly, you know, shortly after Christ, um, was resurrected, they were thinking they were in the last days. So it, it, this has been kind of going on for a while now. Yeah, it's a repeating uh, theme now, you know, so do we really know not with a hundred percent accuracy? However, uh, even playing the devil's advocate, I've got to go back to Jason's point. The fact is that so many pointers and indicators are, you know, coming into fruition. We're seeing prophecies being fulfilled. There's literally nothing that we can think uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, and I've actually been thinking very hard for several years now. There's really nothing else that has to happen prior to Christ's return. So certainly Jesus's words that, you know, hey, when you see this stuff coming to fruition, be ready, be alert, know that you are at the doorstep. I think we can pretty safely say, we might not be able to safely say with 100% accuracy that the Antichrist is here. Although I will tell you, I've not heard a speech like that that was more convincing ever. So, you know, is that possible? Absolutely. But we certainly should be aware of the fact that we are probably pretty darn close. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. Um, so with, with, with him bringing him up, which means he's going to be starting to take part, partake in what he's supposed to, what he came here to do to, uh, to bring the world to peace. Um, and that happens. And since the temple is going to be built and in the, and the heifer is going to be old enough and animal sacrifices will take place again. In the Bible, it says that once the sacrifices begin to happen again, we're 42 minutes away from the second coming of Christ, which is the three and a half, the second half of the seven years, the three and a half years. Did you say 42 minutes or did you say 42 months? Months. Okay. Just making sure because I, I thought I heard I was minutes. coming back there. I, I heard so it. We're, I less, we're, less than, <laughs> we're less than two Less than two years away from the heifer being of age, which will put us right near the halfway point of the tribulation. Well, if if the heifer has to be part of the ceremony to start the process, then you're they're going to have to be back in the temple pretty soon. And the temple hasn't been built yet, unless yeah. the heifer doesn't have to be ready or even in in they, the temple can be be built at any time. They don't have to wait for the heifer, unless the part of the agreement that the the antichrist makes with Israel is that it, they is that Israel is allowed to make sacrifices where the dome of the rock currently is maybe the third temple's already built it was built on top of the second one well uh, it's not built (laughs) (laughs) but the plans are together all the furniture is ready everything's in place and they they did some archaeological digging and found the uh original stones from fully completed stones to incomplete stones and they know exactly how the stones were cut now and um so that's something that they were needing and they have that piece i uh i completely credit god for revealing that to them is is his plan and he has to make it happen so he's going to provide all the guidance to make it happen so you know what do you say to a person i know there's a lot of people out there that think you know hey you, you know all just conspiracy theorists you know they've been doing this for years should we even as christians be trying to figure out what's going on and you know i guess i wanted to address that i i say yes you know i i don't know 
know that we want to get so distracted. I think Jesus even said it, you know, you know, let's not get totally distracted by, you know, worrying about when the end is going to come and all the, all these specifics. But at the same time, a wise person looks at scripture, knows what is, you know, going to happen and, and begins to look for that stuff to happen so that we can be ready mm-hmm. so that we can assist so that we can be a part of the, you know, part of the plan, you know, because we can be. Yeah. Um, and so I think a wise person does watch, but I think also the, the real key takeaway here is that, um, you know, everything's kind of lining up. I mean, I, in fact, I want to backtrack a little bit. I was just thinking about what uh, Prince Charles said. And the fact is, is he's, he's setting up a global problem, whether it's a problem or not. He's setting the stage by saying this is such a problem that it has to be handled and it has to be handled globally. Yeah. And now. And, you know, so that person, whoever it is, the Antichrist comes in with this his. wonderful solution. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whoever is, is. Um whether he's talking about himself or somebody else, the fact is, is that that person is going to have the solution or a supposed solution to this big problem, which we have, yeah. which is global warming, which, well, it, climate their, change in their narrative, in their narrative, whether it's true or not. Right. Again, we're dealing with the, the, the man of deceit here. So let's keep that. Yeah. Not to mention that China just made an artificial sun and apparently it's broken the record and is hotter than our our sun. <laughs> how did you go there? Like how, what was the connection? Well, <laughs> the, the connection is this. If there's global warming, why do we need an artificial sun hotter than the sun? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting I question. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I no, have no answers. For no me. answers for that. Right. So for them to create a global warming, they have to create a global warming. Literally. <laughs> oh, you think it might have something to do with like creating the environment. Ah, exactly. Okay, that's interesting. Exactly. Very interesting. Well, you know, I, I, I know when the coronavirus kind of took off and, and there certainly been, there, there have been pandemics before, but certainly when the, the coronavirus started to make rear its ugly head and all this stuff started to happen, people thought, oh, this is it. This is the end. This is, you know, it's going to set up the end. And, you know, I, at first I really just thought, no, this is just another pandemic. But, you know, in light of everything else that's happening, that pandemic really, you know, the narrative that they put out there, which I don't t- totally believe is accurate. That's my own personal opinion. So I'm not going to try to sell it or deny it. But I'm just saying, I don't think the narrative personally was uh, accurate. But that narrative set everyone up to be led, to be, you know, mm-hmm. the, the infringing of rights, the mandate of vaccines, the mandate of, I think it just seems like a really awful, convenient way to start setting up this military, you know, exactly <laughs> thing it, that he was talking about. There was many reasons for it, uh, for what they did. They, they made it a bigger thing than it was. Yes, the coronavirus is real. Yes, it is. It has killed many people, mm-hmm. but it hasn't killed as many people as they want you to believe. They called motor, if a guy got in a motorcycle reckon coronavirus they call it a coronavirus death they wanted to put it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years when the death numbers come out Mm -hmm. just how far off the norm we are 
Oh, exactly. We're not far off the norm. I, I don't think we're... I, I'm over the impression, now this is just a hunch at this point, but I don't think there's really any higher number of deaths. I completely agree. Except for maybe a 1% change. Right. They they made it a big deal. They wanted to inflict fear. That's yeah. what the devil does. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to do a couple things. One was test control. How many how many right. of these sheep can we get to wear a mask and... Well, let's not get too far off your topic of the, the Antichrist. Well, it all kind of rolls into it. I mean, it's considering... Considering the right this direction. this plan is making this plan happen, or at least um, we, at least we should say it's certainly pretty convenient. Yes, it's it's not to, that's a good way. Up. Up. That's probably a better way to put it. We're trying this, to hedge our bets here, folks. This is all this has all been in the works for many many years, and um, uh, I keep losing my train of thought. Um, choo choo. <laughs> um, oh, they needed to create a global catastrophe globally. In order for somebody to step to in. fix it, yeah, yep, yeah. somebody to bring peace, this, uh, somebody to make your life better, yeah. take away debt, and give you all this free things and free healthcare and all this stuff is going to happen. He's going to be the greatest thing that's ever faced the creation of the world, we'll and and then in three and a half years, <laughs> he's going to be the worst thing that ever faced. Right, and that came to and the world. That is accurate. That that is biblical fact right there. Absolutely. Now is, you know, is the coronavirus part of it? Is, you know, is Prince Charles involved with the beast or, you know, is yeah. he that man? Don't we don't, we don't really know don't that. Know. Yeah. We don't really know that. But, you know, I think the thing that we really, the, the takeaway here is that we should be thinking, we should be seeing that, wow, this is really a possibility. Things are lining up. Um, the fact is, is these prophecies, the the book of Revelation, uh, Matthew 24, all this stuff was written, you know, a long, long time ago. And now we're seeing everything happen. And that should make us do a couple of things. First, realize that the word of God is true. It's, it's, it is what it says it is. It's the truth. Yeah. And the second thing we should be looking at is that, yeah, this stuff is happening. And Jesus said that we should, as, you know, as we look to the sky and we can tell what the weather's going to be, we ought to be able to look to these things and say, hmm, we're pretty close. I was looking for that reference and I couldn't find it. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. but I could not find the actual biblical reference. I believe that's in Matthew 24. I, I thought it was in Matthew, but I couldn't remember where. But, it, you know, it, the final the final Matthew 24. thing that kind of comes to mind here is that as much as uh, we want to watch, and I know a lot of people talk about, you know, being watchers and all that, and watching is great, watching is wise. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and very wise. But at the same token, it's not just about watching. It is about what does this information, if we are getting close, how does it affect the way we make decisions today? You know, how we spend our time, the amount of time we spend in prayer, the amount of time we spend in ministry, who we, you know, the amount of time we spend reaching out to those who don't know Jesus Christ. You know, what is, what should this information cause us to do? Get closer to God. It, I think it should cause us to get closer to God. It should also light a fire under your butt because if if all these things that appear to be lining up are what they appear to be, then the amount of time we have to get some work done uh, in order to do the Great Commission that he, he burdened us with, we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And the best advice that I could give anybody is to seek God with all of your heart, soul, strength, mind, every fiber of your being. 
and do what you can to stay in step with the spirit. Great way of working your, your uh, question. For I, I knew you were going to say that. I, <laughs> I, I walked right into that. It was just, yeah, <laughs> just like I walked into it in my backyard the other day. I have two dogs, man, but, uh, you know, I, how, how do, how should we invest our time? I think that up until, you know, a few years ago, even though I've been hearing this stuff since the seventies and, and I knew it was coming and I really, you know, once I realized that Israel had become a nation, I I've always kind of realized we were kind of in the end days that this is probably, this is it. And, and I could see it in my day and, and I'm coming to that conclusion even more as time passes. But back early in my life, I guess, you know, I made a lot of choices myself. Um, I did a lot of things. I tried to do ministry my way. Um, I did made a lot of decisions that seemed very godly, but they weren't really guided by God. I think the thing that that this conversation today drives me to do is that I no longer can make those kind of stupid mistakes. There isn't time for that. I can't do things that are good. We can't do things that are good. We got to do things that are best. And God says, I will lead you across the, uh, over the best pathway for your life. We need to learn how to stay in step with the spirit because there's just not a lot of time to waste. That's right. Okay. Well, it's a lot to think about. Um, if, uh, folks, if you, uh, haven't really followed prophecy at all, that's fine. I mean, you don't have to know the answers. You, all you have to do know is if you don't have a relationship with Christ, get there. Um, time could be running out. Absolutely. And even if we're wrong about all this, your time's still running out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is still coming to a conclusion. That is just whether it's old age fact. or a bus hits you. That's right. Um, there's only one way to heaven. And yeah, I heard a wise man once say, uh, we're only immortal for a limited time. Right. I do kind of want to kind of put a bug for what Jason just said there about, about not understanding prophecy. First Peter 3.15 says, but honor the Messiah as Lord in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. You need to know this stuff to be able to answer that question. Certainly. That's right. Certainly. So. Yeah. Turning a blind eye. I think a lot of times we do that, you know, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, certainly wouldn't go that far. Um, if it didn't matter, we wouldn't have the book of Revelation. Right. True. God only gave us what we, what he thought we needed. And he gave us that information for a reason. In fact, funny revelation is the only book that I know about that says those who read this and understand there's a blessing for that. Mm -hmm. now, I think there's a blessing to all books, but you know, it's specifically mentioned especially that, that one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, we definitely don't want to turn a blind eye. We want to be prepared. Um, especially if we, especially if we misinterpret something, uh, I believe that pre-trib is kind of the way the rapture is going to go. Others believe more of a mid-trib. Well, okay, what if I am wrong and it is a mid-trib? That means I got to make some decisions during that time. It's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Because you know I'm a pre-trib guy, right? Yeah. And if we're in the tribulation now, we'd already been gone. Right. So we could be wrong about that. I think I am wrong about that, but it's not post, <laughs> it's mid. And I'll tell you why I say that. A, I think we're in it. B, I read this in Revelation today that I have read Re Revelation many times and I do not recall ever reading this. Um, See, that's how God works. Uh, hopefully I can find it real quick. Because you probably weren't ready for it before. Uh, maybe not. And sure. then he said, hey, but here's what, something for you today. I got to find it real quick. Uh, give me a moment. I can't even imagine how many times I've read the same verse over and over again. And then something will hit me and I will think, wow, I never even saw that before. And God's just like, yeah, finally. 
Finally, I was able to get your attention, <laughs> get through that thick head of yours. While you're looking that up, I will add, make sure you understand that the time of Jacob's trouble, which is what we refer to as the tribulation, is a different timeline than the entirety of the book of, of Revelation. The time of Jacob's trouble is a specific seven-year period that relates back to the book of Daniel and the final 70th week. So be aware of that. And also while he's looking at it, be aware of the fact that this is nothing to fear. You know, this is, I mean, you know, if you, if you don't care, if you're just kind of saying, well, I don't really know, and we'll just see what happens. You're probably not going to experience much fear if you get that attitude anyway. But you know, if you do have that attitude, obviously you may uh, find yourself on the wrong side of things. But if you are a Christ follower and you are walking in step with the Holy Spirit, the fact is all this stuff is good. It's it's actually referred to as our our blessed hope. Right. In the book of, Thess- I think it's First Thessalonians. <laughs> Easy for you First to say. First Thessalonians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pick on my daughter. She says, uh, and she's been on the show before, Hannah. Um, she's like, you know, I, man, I just... I don't know. I want to, I want to get married. I want to have a husband and, you know, I might not be able to if Jesus comes back. And I remember thinking that way when I was young. And the thing is, yeah, you might miss a few things. You might miss grandchildren. You might miss having a husband. You might miss that promotion you've been working for for 20 years. But here's the thing. Meeting Jesus face to face is going to be better than anything you could experience on this planet. So know that even if you don't understand it right now, it's going to be better. It's all good stuff. And it's like, it's worth it. It's worth the trade. Right. Okay. I found it. Yay. Um, Okay. So the rapture, we will meet him in the clouds. Um, No, I read this today. Revelation 14, 14. Then I looked and behold a white cloud and on that cloud sat one like the son of man, having on his head a golden crown and his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, thrust your sickle and reap. For the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust his sickle onto the earth, and the earth was reaped. And then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar who had power over fire, and he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Okay. Now the one like Christ, like the son of man is Jesus. I believe some, some people, some theologians say it's not, but I believe it is. The angel is bringing a direct message from God to him that it is time. He takes a sickle and plucks the ripe fruit, which is the saints mm-hmm. and brings them up to the clouds and into heaven, into safety. Then the next sickle comes through and harvests the vine. Once the fruit is picked, you no longer need it. And it goes in the wine press of the wrath of God, which means everybody left, which means the great tribulation starts. You mean that? All right. So that's potentially an argument for, for pre-trib. This is a that interpretation. Well, okay. So the tribulation period is seven years. The right. great tribulation is the second half of that second years. That's correct. Right. right. So we could be, we're definitely pre great tribulation, right. as it says in, in uh, another verse, I, I can't recall, but uh, you will be saved from wrath. Um, yeah, there is a reference to that. The, 
that you are not meant for wrath. You are not meant for wrath. So according to this, and this is pre-bowl judgment, which is when God's wrath comes down. The bowls are opened, uh, are poured, and the vials, it depends on which interpretation you read. Um, and so that makes a lot of sense that just before the bowl judgment, that's when the rapture happened. So, so you're starting to... You're not planting your flag anymore. Well, we're pre-Great Trib, mid-Trib. Yeah. Mid-Trib. All right. So there's a, a little slop in there's there. A there's, slop, there's a little yeah. slop in here. Because that made perfect sense to me. Here's here's the message, though. Be ready. That's that's really the key. Be yeah, ready. Be ready. Like tomorrow. Like literally tomorrow. I mean, it Like could, right now. Yeah. I mean, the, well, yeah. We don't I mean, know like, the day like, or the hour, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we don't. And we should be ready. And we should be walking in step with the Spirit now assuming that this could be our last day, which, you know, biblically, that's the way we're supposed to live every day. Right. And how do you get ready? Well, you... First, you got to take a shower. You talk to the Lord and you, <laughs> and you say, um, I am sorry for all of my sins and I want to follow you and make you Lord of my life. I want to know you more. I want to die to this world and the things of this world. Mm, there you go. Because if you love this world, you lose your life. I read a quote recently that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Right. I cannot tell you who that quote is by. Well, I it's, can Google it, it. it's, uh, there's specific verses that are identical, <laughs> identical. We cannot love the world and love God. I mean, there's, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. be, so yeah, get yourself ready, have a relationship with God, but more than that, more than that, be in step with the spirit. What is God asking you to do? How would he have you? If this was your last day, what would he want you to do with your time? If there was only a couple of weeks left, what would he want, to, want you to do with your time? That's the way we should live every day. And if we do that, we can't go wrong. That's right. Whether it's uh, next week, uh, tomorrow, <laughs> or two years from now, we're going to be ready. We're going to be in good shape. You know, should we stop living our life? No. But you know what? Living in step with the Spirit is a biblical mandate and a, the way to live that was, you know, valid 2,000 years ago, not just today. Yeah. And whether we're in the end times now or not, Having a relationship with Christ will only make the rest of your days so much better. Absolutely. And what I'm going to do now is play songs of the week. Oh, yes. Song, song, songs of the week. Oops. <laughs> just in case well, you, you didn't, you got really excited. <laughs> just in case you didn't hear it the first time. All right, who's first, man? Uh, you are. All right, good, good to go. All right, well, I went way, way, way back for this song. Um, this is uh, this song stuck out to me when it was first written, and it has sort of been thematic in my life and has popped up now and again. Um, it's a song by a group called Whiteheart. Y'all familiar with that? You guys too old, yeah, too young? I remember Whiteheart. Yeah. Whiteheart. They were uh, popular back in the nineties. I was thinking white snake. I'm no, not white snake. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a whole different ball of wax there, but Whiteheart, they were, um, they actually started back in the 80s, had kind of a softer feel, and then got a little more cutting edge uh, when they got their new lead singer. But uh, they did a song called More Sold Out. And I want to, number one, the song just kind of rocks if you're into 80s, early 90s rock, uh, which I am, obviously. Um, but the lyrics are just incredible. This, uh, first off, they, they start off the verse uh, with verse one. The clan is marching up and down the street, speaking out from under a sheet 
obviously the Ku Klux Klan. They say they're saving their neighborhood. They really believe they're doing good. Met a devil woman just the other day. Divide the home is what she prayed. Even read from the Bible in front of me. Said, you got to know your enemy. Are we going to sit back and let them take control when we've got his power in our soul? And it goes on to the course. Are they working harder at what we think is wrong than we are at what we know is right? Sold out. They might be sold out to sin. Sold out. Got to take a look inside. What do you see? Are you and me more sold out to him? It's a good question to ask yourself. Number number one, a rocking song. Number two, a great way to start your day or end it. Evaluate. Am I more sold out to what I know is right than others are sold out to what we think is wrong? Amen. Good song. Good one. It almost sound like a prayer. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, I felt, I felt like maybe that's the thought of the week. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Mine is uh, Who Can Compare by Mary Cat Aaron Zeller. We played this in church last week and I, I mean, we played it before, but I don't remember it. We've actually only done it like maybe once with, since you've been here. Okay. Folks, if you haven't heard this song, it is beautiful. It is so beautiful. Her voice in this song is amazing. Um, but the lyrics say, who, who can compare to you, my king? Who can compare to you, my lord? Who can compare to you, my friend? I look and I have found that there's no one like you in all the earth. And you take my hand and you call me your own. You show me the way to life. You lift my head and you give me hope. You show me the way the life you are the way you are the truth you are the life it's so good I, I always think of that part with the the lifting my head I don't know exactly what inspired that but I think of a you know person who is lifeless you know mm. what's the first thing you notice their heads kind of all droop to the side mauled you know? over yeah just kind of mauled over and it's like he picks us up lifts our head makes us straight gives us life yeah yeah so my song of the week um is from king and country so I caught this one on the radio it's called relate And it's a relatively newer one. So has life hit you so hard that you've been knocked down? Have you gone too far to find the middle ground? Did they raise you so high just to pull you back down? Have you been so lost you could never be found? Because I've been real and I've been fake. Been a sinner and been a saint. I've been right. I've been so, so wrong. Yeah, I've made my mistakes. I don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be me. What if we're all the same in different kinds of ways? Can you, can you relate? Interesting. So it's just a, then the world tries to separate us in, in, into different packs so that we can be pitted against each other. And that song just kind of touched me. So that I pick it. Yeah, kind of reminds me of the church sometimes. We look at other people as being less than us because they don't sin in this area, but we sin in a totally different area, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. Final thoughts, sir. Well, the final thought for today, pause, 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 comes from... So today's thought of the day comes to us from 1 Chronicles 22:19 and Jeremiah 29:13. And in 1 Chronicles we read, "Now seek the Lord your God with all your heart and soul." And Jeremiah 29:13 says, "If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me." I can't imagine a better thought for the day as we look at prophecy, we look at the potential that the antichrist is here, um, the potential that we are getting really close to Jesus's return of all times to, to seek God. Now would be that time, whether you know him 
Whether you have a relationship with him, seek more. Um, I've learned stuff about my wife in the last week, and I've been married to her for over 30 years. And I still learn stuff. Why? Because I'm still married to her and I'm still seeking a relationship. And so, you know, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, and you just don't know the Lord, seek after him. And the Bible says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, that means putting everything you got into it, you will find me. That's a promise. And so uh, I just urge everybody today, no matter where you're at, seek more more of God this year, and it's only going to make your life better. Amen. Okay. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. You know, I've been trying to get these podcasts a little shorter, but this was more like normal time this week. So, but it was a good topic and one of the needed to be spoke on. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. Um, and I hope you dive in to the word a little bit more and, and, just pay attention to what's going on in the world and see how it lines up with the Bible. And you will realize that Christ is knocking at the door. With that, you all have a great night. Say good night, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nate. Good night, Nate. Good night, everybody. 